Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of tequila, Mexico, Guadalajara, and making your dreams come true as an entrepreneur. Today we're sitting down and talking with Pedro Camarena. Yeah, you heard the last name right, Pedro Camarena, and talk about his new tequila primo, which I quite like. And you know, I'm pretty, I think, outspoken about my feelings about tequila, but this is quite a nice tequila and. To hear him partnering up with his uncle and this story of family from Spain so many generations back, some great dates, some great lineage conversations and things. It's really, really interesting to learn more about that family. You know, we know quite a bit about Carlos and he's been on the show before, but to get Pedro's story is really cool. It's a different angle to this whole thing. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Pedro Camarina of Tequila Primo. I I actually drink it a lot, yeah. but I I enjoy. I mean, for me, Primo as my child, like it's uh, or my project, or it's is the best tequila that I yeah that I I have tried because there's so many emotions involved in right, that tequila. Right. So I mean, I I just I have invited so many people at my house that I, I was telling Sean the other day that I, I have to stop collecting the empty bottles and just start collecting <laughs> the, the just the topper yeah, or the yeah. cap because it's getting too much room in, in my house. Yeah, so. I mean, as we can see, like, I might have that problem too. I'm running out of just bottles all over the place. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing is that, you know, I've heard about the journey and obviously it's very deep familial roots with Camarena that, as I also mentioned earlier, I think that that's a name that'll get you into any club if, you, <laughs> if you're waiting in line, right? But about you, because you know you were doing real estate stuff before the shutdown, it looks like you've traveled all over the place. Yeah. So as a person, Pedro, do you have a deep passion for culture and learning and exploring? I think for exploring and culture, like it's... I, I, since I was like really small, um, my father got me into motorcycles mm. and like quads and dirt bikes mm -hmm. and that. So I have always been like a outdoorsman. And my group of friends, when I was younger than ten, like we, we used to go camp a lot. Okay. And first with our, with our fathers mm -hmm. from the school trips also and. And it's just something that I enjoy so much, like that connection to nature. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I have always tried to travel, like, like separate from the city, go mm -hmm. camping, disconnect myself, and then go back, keep working, connect myself again. But I really enjoy it. Like it, it's it, so. It, I love that. Right. Yeah. Do you find that because you, you live in the city, you got a business now, you're hustling, yeah. you're traveling, as mentioned, it's kind of like musicians on the road. 
how what's that blend like do you ever think about like it's three months of me working tough on the computer shaking hands kissing babies and then i need a month in nature how often does it come up where you're like i really need that connection i, I wish that i i for example after covid it right now it became a lot of work mm -hmm. and and i'm fine with that like i i know that i have to work hard uh prior for me to get my breaks yeah but i i will hope that i have kept doing it more often mm -hmm. these last three years or two years but um at least i i used to try to go like camping once a month oh wow okay and motorcycle riding or their bike riding at least once a week that was like previously to COVID. yeah um now i probably do like camping once every six months and more like their bike riding probably like i don't know once a month yeah like but it's 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 not hard because i'm 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 super excited and happy with what i'm doing mm -hmm. that it's i just kind of forget like now i have two hobbies you yeah, know that's right yeah like or even more like it's um uh, previously it was like just my hobby was camping and dirt bikes and now it's like camping dirt bikes and tequila or agave spirits i i, I love that and when you're passionate about your job if you will it's a, it's a totally different dynamic you're like no i'll wake up early for this i'll work late yeah. for this something though and then you know sean's quite good at this the I don't know if I'm good at it, but I've embraced it. And that is having a brand, whether you're the brand or your family's the brand. How do you like technology? You know, how do you like Instagram? I know you did that thing with the tequila yeah. ladies or whatnot last night, but how, are you able to embrace it? Because it's the opposite of nature. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not really that social type of guy, yeah. but I, I, I like connecting with people. Mm. For example, when I used to travel, I usually didn't go to the tourist places. Mm -hmm. That I I tried to go to the surroundings or to the places that were the yeah. less tourists because I could connect to the actual people that mm -hmm. were like there or that leave the city. You know, yeah. so they are the ones that show you the secrets from the city, the good bars, the good restaurants. And it's just, it's not like the overpriced or, or like touristy yeah. place. It's the reality of yeah. it, right? Like the, the real reality. heartbeat of yeah. it. So it's, it's like if you're living actually in the place. Mm -hmm. And I feel that every time I travel, I just try to, to leave the place mm -hmm. and not just try to rush into all these tourist places, take my photo in front of the monument right, or in right. the something, you know, like yeah, it's, totally it's more know. like just experience the thing flow with it if i happen to see uh, something touristy like fine but if i don't see anything uh, touristy yeah in the whole trip i'm fine with that also you so, so there's this kind of phrase i guess you could say and i think a lot of us aren't what i'm gonna say being in the moment yep right and so for you meeting people traveling maybe eating well drinking well that's something that does that fuel you the people the interactions i'm yeah like i mean it's it's just about like experiencing before before i was 
even before real estate, before the software company with, with my, my friend that passed away, like I used to be in, um, like I used to be a photographer. Oh, okay. And I work and uh, in photography uh -huh. for a marketing company. Previously to that, I was living in New York and I studied a few months at the ICP in uh -huh. the International Center of Photography. So I used to love like portraits, uh, documenting like the normal life, yeah, yeah. Uh, like being like a street photographer, I can kind of like that. So, and every time, and I lived that a lot of, while I was in New York, um, but also in New Zealand, like it, every time I saw someone, like I, I wonder like all the background yeah, yeah, that yeah. they have and all the history they had behind it. Like even for, for example, when I was in, in New Zealand, hitchhiking mm -hmm. and someone, just a random uh, person, like you see cars and cars pass passing and then just some random person picks you up, drive you for, I don't know, 45 minutes, one hour, mm -hmm. two hours, whatever, like, and you have like this talk and then you step them from the car, you never see them again. Right. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and it's yeah. like, I, I, I sometimes wonder like, what's now with those people? Are uh -huh. they still well? Are they going, doing well? Or what's, I don't know. It's just like these brief, brief moments in life yeah. where you experience something, you interchange with people mm -hmm. and, but it just disappears. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, do you think that, that, that I love that because that, that happens to me a lot when I go out by myself, you know, I, I'm sure we both have you know, loads of friends or whatever. That's not really the point though. I go out to write or craft and you know, create things, but do you think that that's a beautiful thing or that's a sad thing that these moments that we have are kind of fleeting? I think it's beautiful because when you think about those moments and those experiences, they feel so alive Yes, when you remember them and you kind of, I don't know, it feels kind of magical, yes. you know, like yes. to re-experience those moments. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it depends on the mood, but um, sometimes you could be sad thinking about them. Like if you're in a stressful situation like you, I wish that I was fruit picking kiwis yeah. in New Zealand. Uh -huh. And I will say that was the best job I have ever had because it was just about the moment, fruit picking with a beautiful, amazing view. Yeah without any stress with quality of life like i don't know i love that so, it's 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 almost like innocence in a way yeah. right but then um when i think about it like it just it just gets me in a good mood yeah like you know like yeah i was at the beginning of the memory like kind of sad or or looking more in a down way like oh i wish you know but mm -hmm. then i remembered those moments and kind of brings my mood up. Yeah, I love you know? that. Well, people so do that. I feel that way about people. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I like interviewing people. Yeah. It's not, in a, especially in the world of tequila, like, there's so much bullshit. That people are like, well, we do this and this and this. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it, I get it, yeah. I get it. Like, I know production, you know production. But if you inspire me, then this is a whole different conversation. And 
I, what, what I actually, what I kind of wanted to talk about, because I didn't know you were a photographer. I love that. I, I consider myself a very visual oriented and aural person as well. Are you, is that your creative outlet? Do you, because you, you, you said you didn't play any instruments, right? But you're a yeah. photographer. Do you, do you write or paint any other kind of mediums? I used to write. Uh, I have some, but it's, that's actually going back to your first person. Yeah. No, to your first question. Sorry. If I drink my own tequila, mm -hmm. that that's that happens more with writing. Oh, okay. So when I when I read the stuff that I I have written, uh -huh. it's like oh, what I was <laughs> thinking, like in what crisis of my life I yeah. was on that time, or I don't know. But it was uh, it's it's a way to yeah, like to release yes those thoughts or to put order in your mind and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But I, I found now that. For example, with Primo, it's I always try to introduce creativity mm -hmm. in everything I do, and I don't like stuff without meaning. Yes. So you can see that in Primo, I, we have put so much meaning behind it, behind the brand. It's uh, it have a lot of details and stuff like that. So I used to do that through all the things I have always done. Yeah. Like I, I feel myself like a really creative person mm -hmm. and but I try to put some organization or some meaning into all that yes. creativity and and do it more like tangible. Yes. So yeah, it's a uh, prior I I don't I, sadly I don't do that much photography now. I still have my equipment actually. I brought it to Did the you? trip and I haven't gotten that much time to to do it, but mm -hmm. I I've now Primo helps me a lot to release that and and all the stuff that I do. You yeah, know, oh, so and I love that you said tangible. Yeah, right. Some years ago, when I was first releasing my first product, which there there was this this thought I had, this dichotomy, right? Well, you can make an app, right? Mm -hmm. You can make it. You worked in software, you know this. Yeah, but you can't touch an app. You can't interact with it. You can't. Yeah. You can, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. But if you create this beautiful bottle of Primo, we both are sitting here looking at it, smelling it, seeing it, and it's a way we must connect in person. And so, to me, that's the finest art there is. Yeah. It's art that encourages you to interact with it. Now, I know you can watch movies on your phone and you can look at paintings and pictures, but it is is maybe drinking the last vestige of human civilization that we have to experience together? I mean, it helps a lot <laughs> <laughs> to connect with people and and it's uh it's easier I think yeah, it's it's something that I has been done for so so many thousands of years probably yeah. like drinking, making spirits, connecting with people, yeah. you know, so it's uh it's just like going back to the basics. You can't do it any other way. Yeah. Right. You guys were talking about being up in Dallas, talking about Primo with Shad yeah. up there. Les almost wrote us. And immediately I was like, damn, I wish I was there. Right. A picture won't do. You know, an Instagram live won't do. Shad smells a certain way, as you probably noticed. Right. He's, <laughs> he's a big personality. And it's always these kinds of moments. I love that. And it, this, this might sound bad, but I love that most of the moments that are the greatest in my life, alcohol is kind of at the center of it. Yeah. Now, 
it's not really about that. That's the conduit, but the people. Yeah. You know, to, to your point, you know, meeting strangers, having these amazing kind of stories and moments with them. So, all right, before we get to the tequila piece, because which is such yeah. a massive piece of your familial history and what will be maybe your legacy as you get older, because you're only in your early 30s. Although you're going to get married, you might have kids and stuff. We'll talk about that later. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like you were always a very driven guy. You talk about traveling to New Zealand to just merely be in the field picking fruit. You talk about being part of a software company. You went into real estate. You're partner i guess from the software company and in real estate passed away in a car accident he was in the states yeah. which, that story but where does this all come from was your father very ambitious was he entrepreneurial my father was always really in, like hard worker mm -hmm. and entrepreneurial i always um like i i look up to him because he he started working when he was really young mm -hmm. Like, um, because his father passed away when, when everyone, well, he was the oldest brother mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he, he only has one, uh, older sister, but he was the older brother. So when his father passed away, he was 14, 15 years old. And right away he had to start working mm -hmm. and supporting his family. So he took care of his brothers and sisters pay him the university to everyone like he didn't have even that opportunity so he was he struggled to to get to the point where he is now yeah but he he had touched me or teach me sorry about that hard work mm -hmm. like it's even if we are in the camarena family like there was a struggle like not everything came with the last name you yeah. know like oh yeah we we are hard workers we always push to the things mm -hmm. that we want and he was more square when i was uh younger yeah but my oldest my oldest sister anna paula um she used to be like the rebel mm -hmm. and like the the one that used to listen to the music that my father didn't want uh -huh, in the right. house and kind of me and, and her were really similar yeah on, on the Re aspects. rebellious is that the yeah, yeah yeah like rebellious mm -hmm. so i was like i mean now that i looked about uh back probably i was in a pain in the ass for my <laughs> parents and that's probably why they sent me to like a military academy where was that was that in the states yeah in the states indiana is Indiana right? yeah. Rolling Prairie Lemans Academy. That is a Indiana yeah. is a terrible place. I'm just, I'm just my dad's from Indiana. And like, yeah, it's a terrible place. Anyway, so I digress. I but, I love it. Okay, okay. I actually love <laughs> it. Let me. It's, yeah, let me. Yeah, um, and I will tell you later why. But uh, yeah, it was. I, I the military was, school. Yeah. It, Do you, did that like really straighten you up? It helped. I mean, when I went back, I was still like going out to like music festivals yeah. i had my mohawk and yeah. i felt like no a punk kidding. and stuff like that but uh okay, okay real yeah. quick because i love music and we're yeah. talking about guitars you're surrounded by guitars here yeah your punk sensibilities who is your punk north star i used to listen a lot to anti-flag no and joke, okay. rancid yeah um sex pistols uh -huh. and 
yeah it was yeah <laughs> i love that yeah those are these are great but but yeah. what it does is it i think it helps me and people that are listening it helps them realize yeah you probably were a pain in the ass right yeah yeah <laughs> i I, about- i'm pretty sure i was i mean i, I wasn't like the best behaved kid yeah, yeah i i always like to explore i was i felt always super independent mm-hmm. even when when i was younger like with me and my friends, we used to grab buses from Guadalajara to another city yeah. and just stop in the middle of the road, tell the driver to stop. Yeah. We will take our camping bags and just, just head head to a freaking mountain or something. And camp, I love that. Well, know, so, so how did, because that's all in uh, kind of of the moment, spur of the moment, like this kind of thinking, right? Being in nature is very, very spont- spontaneous, you know. But how did... Was that ever a problem that the committing to a job, the committing to a career, was that ever kind of a struggle for you to say, well, this is the path that I want to go into? It helped. Uh, I mean, I always felt that I wanted to explore a lot of things before deciding to something or before taking a decision to settle. Yeah. So I always, for example, um, I have done so many things, so many things. And I can see your eyes yeah. looking up and like, oh, I can yeah, take like, an inventory. It seems like a real long list. Yeah. It, it will probably take more <laughs> than the 40 minutes we got. But yeah, it, it's, I mean, I used to love cook. Well, I love cooking. I used to work like a, with an Italian friend, like doing pizza. So mm-hmm. I, I saw, I started imagining myself as a chef. Wow. And then we were doing uh the photography so i was thinking myself okay can i be a photographer or, mm-hmm. or a filmmaker even yeah, like yeah. so i started writing scripts and i like you know so i was always exploring and and i didn't like just to listen like um okay you have to do that and, right, right. you know or you have to do this and just accept it i always wanted for the decision for I to t- be for I myself. I completely understand you know? what you're talking about. Yeah. So I always like, uh, for example, even my parents, when they want me wanted me to do something mm-hmm. when I was a kid, they kind of go the other ways uh-huh. and, and size, but they never mentioned, for example, if they wanted me to try out mountain biking, uh-huh. they wouldn't tell me like, hey, do you want to mountain bike because i will say like nah yeah right so they were like ah i have a friend that is going to la primavera (laughs) a forest uh, and he has like this extra bike Uh, do you want to go like he's like you know and yeah kind of going around it Mm -hmm. and that's probably why i think i was like a little bit of a pain yeah i always said no and try to find my way and but all that, all that decisions and those moments in my life, I feel brought me to this moment. Exactly. You know, to even being here in this chair. No, I completely agree. Yeah. And, you know, and to, to, to think about it in a cinematic way, because I love yeah. movies and I really love movies. But it's your journey. Yeah. Your character sitting in front of me in this chair is the culmination of all of those things. Yeah. And... What I've been saying lately, because I feel that same way, 
whether it's traveling, marriages, creating records, whatever. There's one thing that I can say very confidently. I am not boring. You are not boring. Because imagine that if you felt these places you needed to go, these places to see, imagine not humoring those impulses. Imagine that you just settled down. Like, does that sound like a terrible thing, right? That you just have to stay in one place. You got to work a nine to five. You don't get to create. Well, with work, I don't really have like this time. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I'm working 24 hours because even when I prior to going to sleep, I have so many ideas for work yeah. or things that I have to do and stuff like that. So it feels that it never stops. Yes, yes. And but I'm also happy to I feel that I that I have explored enough. Yeah. But sometimes you kind of I don't know, it's uh, like the natural feeling of you want to start settling, uh having more um you know, like uh what will be the word like um Is it is peace or balance? Yeah, or? like peace, balance and and not not let chaos chaos or chaos uh -huh. or cares worries just yeah. like run your life yeah you know so yeah, you yeah. have you have to put that order into your life uh, your business like everything absolutely what do you, so I I had to you know I'll admit something to you and I told people this but I don't think I've ever said it on the mic but I I don't have a trouble sleeping because I have enough nightcaps to pass out because if I didn't Cause I don't want to take medicine, right? Yeah. I think all the time. Yeah. It's like, well, I could have tweaked this on this thing. Well, maybe I should release this other thing in this way. For me, I art, movies, music, or what helped me gain a little bit of clarity and and quiet. Yeah. Right. For you, what is it that you do? Maybe outdoors, as you mentioned. Dirt bike. Dirt bike. Yeah. Dirt bike. It's if you get lost and thinking of something else. Yeah you have a terrible fall and break something yeah so their bike kind of makes you be on the moment in the moment yeah and a lot of people don't know but it's like a freaking good exercise good, like good. you get tired and tired and tired so it's a way to let your body go release the whole stress um work out yeah. and in the meantime you're seeing these beautiful views in the outdoors mm -hmm. and i mean if i it's my one of my favorite things in in the world but it it just puts you in the present in the moment yeah and you're focusing on like just writing the i love you know, it so. that's you're, you're absolutely right and you ruin the experience and it can be quite dangerous if you aren't paying attention to yeah so then all right so here's the big question right so you've traveled the world you've created many things you've thought you've lost sleep how did you know it was the right time to get into tequila i never knew it was just it just happened oh uh, the opportunity was there and i and there were some changes in my life that make make me grab the opportunity mm -hmm. and it was it was a I mean, it was like a golden ticket, but also it had its own struggles. Yeah, oh yeah. So, 
I'm feeling super lucky to be able to be living this part of, of my life yeah. and to be able to build this and to reconnect this side of the family. But it's also like, I mean, if the things wouldn't have happened as they as they happened, yeah, I I wouldn't be here. Like I will be, I will have been doing something else. Mm -hmm. Primo will have never existed. I will probably, uh, I don't know. I yeah. have no idea. Like I haven't even stopped to think. What will I have been doing? Yeah. Uh, if the opportunity in COVID and with all that happened, like, wouldn't present it. Mm -hmm. I have to. I have been too busy thinking about Primo and making it happen. Well, and I love that because it <laughs> just it feels fateful. And and you care to talk about this however much you want. But it sounds like one of your close friends passed away in a car accident, right? Yeah. Had that not happened, would this road still be open to you? Would you went down the Primo road also? If, if that, I uh, no, I don't think, Is it I don't know. It's, it's possible that if, if I had more of a, a stable uh -huh. thing with a business more formal, more like on that moment. Yeah. And then if Felipe will brought the idea, mm -hmm. probably it will have happened, but probably it will have been different than primo yeah i don't know yeah other name other brand other meaning like it's i don't know if i, I yeah it's it's hard it's to say a, right yeah it's super hard to say because um a lot of people and i think the COVID situation was super emotional yeah they let they live a lot of things through that time so kind of primo is a result of those emotions, mm -hmm. those those things, and so I try to pour my whole emotions mm -hmm. into one bottle, one brand, you know. And that's something that seems distinctly different about this brand to me, because you know I have lots of brands, interview lots of people. Some of them are, brand names are they're kind of cute, they're quirky, yeah, but they don't always feel familiar. They don't always feel connected like this. And I gotta ask you about the top, but there's, there's so much about the story. But it feels like it's a part of you. You know what I mean? You didn't just start a brand to start a brand. Yeah. You're talking about six generations of family, five, six generations of family. You're talking about a family ring also. Yeah. Is that, which I've heard this story, you have it? And it's <laughs> been passed down how long? So at least it's five generations generations because i know it was for my great great grandfather he was pedro camarena the second uh -huh. and i'm the sixth so i don't know if his father passed it also to him uh -huh. but i i know it was for my great great grandfather so we're talking at least 250 to 270 years right no or am I, am I doing the math right yeah it's more probably like oh no i'm not doing yeah it's like 150 yeah. 160 years musicians are not good at math yeah. right <laughs> if i was a drummer this would be a whole different conversation but still this ring that's on your hand it's a family heirloom that's over 100 years old can you tell like i feel like you know in the godfather movies like when when the corleone family like when, when don gives it to michael that there's yeah. this, this exchange what was the ex was it was it a certain age was it like 
hey, Pedro, you got to come into my room real quick. Like, what was that exchange like? Well, my father gave it to me when I was around like 18, mm -hmm. like presented the ring. But, and I just like, on that moment, I really enjoy like hearing the history behind it. Yeah. But I kind of save it and put it in. I didn't wear it as I do now. Oh. You know, because yeah. it was like the, is it heirloom? The, the yeah, word? heirloom, yeah. Yeah. Like, so oh, I the value of it, right? Yeah, like, the yeah. value. So I kind of save it and, and like protect it because I was like, okay, like, yeah, I have to save this when, and sometimes I will wear it, but, uh, and when I have my kid or my, or my, my son or my daughter, uh -huh. like, I will pass it down, but, uh, it's, I never realized that it was a way to connect like Isn't this. Isn't that crazy? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And the tequila does that too, you know? And so in the world of tequila, there are a few superstars, if you will, you know, in, in bourbon, there's a few superstars. Scotch, I love scotch, but they're not, for whatever reason, besides maybe your Dr. Bill from, from Glenmore and Arbeck, there's not like superstars, right? But yeah. so in tequila, let's name two superstars. And I think they share the same last name, in fact. So Felipe Cameron, your uncle, and Carlos Cameron, yeah. also your uncle. You know. So you got that going for you. Did you already have a pretty close relationship with Felipe? No, my father was the the one that had like the really good relationship with, with Felipe since they were kids, yeah. like in Arandas and later when my father was a little bit uh older but mm -hmm. still like kid and they moved to guadalajara so my father used to go a lot to arandas visit the family the aunts and uncles and everyone and they used to have like a really close relationship yeah and later later there was like this um period where they didn't see together that much but there was this moment i think it was like in a wedding where my father saw again Felipe after yeah. so many years and they just kept talking and talking and talking. So he went, when I saw him, when he went back from the wedding, he told me like, Hey, we have to like, let's see your uncle Felipe. I yeah. met him again. Like he's like, and they got again into that really close relationship and friendship. And he tells me like it's like if it will have never oh like happened. no time it passed yeah right? like yeah. it was just like when you there's there's those friendships and and family relationships that it can pass i don't know five years ten years uh -huh. without you seeing them yeah and it's just like if you had some of them yesterday or the weekend prior right you know i love that so um my father started started inviting me more often when he went to eat with Felipe and have dinner with him. And, and later it was when Felipe brought, uh, the opportunity to, to make the, te the tequila happen. Because he has, I mean, there's so many amazing marks that he has at Pandigo that it, what was, he, if, and I know obviously your connection to the family and Primo being, you know, meaning that, what that means was, was it that he wanted to do something with the family? Because he already has a lot of tequilas. Yeah. Right? So, what, if you, not to say that 
for you to speak for him, but what was different about this for Felipe that, that made it a better or a different opportunity? I think the the finally it has something to do with with family. Yeah. Like it's uh Felipe it's it's a wild man. Mm -hmm. Like it's the mad scientist. He's but in the inside he's such a great person. Mm -hmm. He's um loyal and super direct. Yeah. He has this sense of humor and and like super happy guy and yeah. but but it's only like that to his close ones ah. and at the beginning it can it can seem like harsh or, or like strong or yeah. like oh, you know, okay. like a strong oak like, yeah. Yeah. yeah but when you get to know Felipe like he's just an amazing guy and yeah. I, I have all the love and respect for him just to give us this opportunity but also to let him uh, open and he open like that, yeah, you know, like yeah. how to like. I, I love that. I mean, it's 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 been real great because like it's, it's not. So not only do you get to create a brand with your uncle, right? But you get yeah. to be more connected to him. Yeah, you know, I I get you know, admittedly, I'm not. Besides my direct family, I don't really have a large family. But the yeah. thought of like there being a cool uncle, yeah, that's like I, I love that. I would love yeah. to to explore that, but there aren't. But how long did it take till the design was ready, that the juice was in the bottle, that it was? Because this is very, very new. And yeah. as y'all were talking, finally Total Wines, all the Total Wines have it, which is great. But how long was this journey to make sure it was the right juice? Well, it was, what, like two years? Like since COVID started, like when the close-up uh, in mexico started it was probably i think february or march oh wow okay and after the opportunity came it was just like weeks after mm -hmm. of it so and we have just been in the market for like five months i think wow around. okay so yeah it's it's been i think yeah what two years yeah so a little bit more like a I, while. it's it's hard to remember that that part of. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's, it's like it's lost past, time. Yeah, I think I was married during that time. <laughs> I just can't remember, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> twenty pounds. What? Just yeah. a bunch of shit, right? It's like all just this distant memory. Well, knowing that you're that you're a creative guy and that you can write and that you can a keen sense for visuals. Now, I love the design on the bottle. It's a great, just a, a slightly less uh, circumference than some of the other squatty bottles. This custom top is beautiful. This highlight of the blue with the gold leaf or the silver leaf with the agave. In terms of design, how hands-on were you? Well, I did the design with one friend of mine, oh. which which I worked previously in the marketing company. Mm -hmm. So the first, well, actually prior to him, I contacted another close friend and he presented that design, but it, it didn't felt as connected yeah so we went and i talked to to roberto is his name if he's hearing here <laughs> like cheers roberto let's let's make sure he hears yeah. yeah yeah like um so i was i was already cannot to say like married mm -hmm. with the name mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. what i all the meaning that i wanted to put into the bottle so i kind of talked to him for for a while 
and tell him the story, tell him like all those things. And he pulled down uh, like all that history and, and make it into a design. Mm. So it was, I think he he did a, a really great job. Like it's, Yeah, I love it. I mean, yeah, the blue, I'm, I'm a sucker for blue as well, but it, yeah. it's just beautiful. And I'm sipping this as you, you know, you want some tequila? This is your tequila. You want yeah. some tequila? I feel so selfish. Just Probably I will. It let myself. me just get this. Oh, there's mezcal more mezcal. Gone. Yeah. No. So, sorry, everybody. Yeah, there was some mezcal in there too. Um, there we go. So one thing that I'm tasting, which I really love, whose decision was it to bring the ABV up to 43%? Because that's, as we know, that's not common, but it sure yeah. should taste better at 43. Well, it was a like a coincidental decision because first I was drinking too much steel strength. In, in is that the, a thing? Is that drinking too much? Is that a, is that a thing? Is that a problem? People. Well, have? I think um, it depends on what moment of this of the distillation you're pouring in the the drink. <laughs> but um, I really started liking a lot the 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 still strength, and we wanted it to to separate a little bit also like from the rest mm-hmm. of the brands, and. So it was more of a our side mm-hmm. of the decision. Even Sean was also involved on that. Oh yeah, and Felipe wasn't that sure at the beginning. Really, but uh, after we had the the first like the we were doing the profile and he tasted like he was like super excited. We were just unsure like how the regular consumers or market. Would, mm-hmm. You know, like it has a little bit more alcohol if it was going to be too overwhelming for them. So right. it was just like a coin toss. Yeah. But I'm glad we make like the correct I, I am too. Because, you know, those extra yeah. three grades, three percent, it's it just gives you so much better of a peek into the raw materials. Even yeah. just that three percent. Yeah. And then I can say to you, I know you're not doing it for money's sake. Right. Because many of the times I think why people proved 80 40 yeah. percent is because of, you get more product yep more product more money right so all right i'm not one of the these sticklers that's like well is it this way pedro did you do it this way i don't give a shit right i make yeah. spirits i know how it goes but there is a concern i had not about this but to kind of generally speaking and you don't ever see it with blanco which a side question is do you want to do an añejo do you want to do a reposado too yeah it's um actually that's that will be another coin toss yeah. because I'm getting well. I just brought the last last week um, the barrels to the distillery and we got like all new barrels. Oh, so it's it's uh, French oak. Cool. And I call them hybrid barrels because uh-huh. there are some that are the body is French oak, but the tops or the heads are American oak. Oh, cool. Okay. And vice versa so there's some that the body is american oak and the top is french oak uh-huh. so i'm curious like to see what happens and how the profile goes um i don't know it's i just want to really really taste at the beginning like yeah. how primo tastes 
if it's aged, but it's just primo without yeah. the effects or, or or the profiles uh -huh. from some other spirit or or liquor. Yeah. So I mean, it's we'll find out in a couple months. That's I love yeah. uh, experimenting. Never yeah. ends. Creating. Yeah. Never ends. At least for folks like you and myself. All right. So something when I was I was talking to one of the head head of trade education for Patron, he was sitting in here, and I'd never thought because I'm like additives. People talk about additives all the time, and I'm like, well, you realize you can add stuff to ferments <laughs> to keep the puff, but no one talks about that, right? As an additive, but you and I know very well you could use mm -hmm. certain kinds of salam husk or urea and stuff like this. But that, that's not the point. But the there is this trend to create tequilas, which this by no means is as a blanco. This is very, very good. Very natural, but very crisp. I can, again, I'm taken to the place. Yeah. I can tell that there was red clay. Sam. I mean, maybe not. But <laughs> do you find it to be kind of a risk that people are getting accustomed to vanilla, bubblegum, and these kinds of interesting, but yet artificial flavors and tequila and somehow that the consumer tastes are changing that you might have to dare i say cater to that no i think it's that i don't see myself doing that really like uh the thing is there's i feel there's in the industry a few people in a whole bunch mm -hmm. of like it's a big industry but there's not that many distilleries right and there's even less crafted distilleries mm -hmm. so i think there's like this uh group of people that are really uh, put into like making crafted good tequila yeah and they want never you know change, and right? yeah. and even like felipe and naomi like it's they have such good relationships with Chava Rosales, yeah, Chava. Sergio Vivanco, mm -hmm. there's Guillermo Erickson Sousa, mm -hmm. and you have like even Carlos and like it's it's just about like keeping going straight, everyone like supporting each other, yeah. breaking through this big market with a little bit of crafted tequila because in reality like for the volume of tequila that is produced and how many tequila is sold on the world like crafted tequila doesn't, so small. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not even a piece of the cake yeah. you know it's it's just like a super small um part of, mm -hmm. the, of that cake like so it's important i think i will i will put myself into that but I, like for us to to keep doing what we're doing and yeah. to keep being honest, to keep bringing like quality because the day there's no uh, distillery that creates like crafted tequila, I think is it's going to be super sad. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like it's, I do. That's the yeah. end. That's the end of like a whole legacy of producers and, yeah you know, so the, so oh man this is i never thought i'd get to talk about this but you you know photography you remember that there was that moment where the last film was being processed for kodachrome i think it was yeah and although it was a celebratory moment 
everybody coming together and saying, well, this, we're going out with the bank. But the day after when they no longer made it, yeah. you know, it's it's really, really haunting. Yeah. And I, I, it's funny because like previously to coming here, I was talking, I, I took a part of now, like some of the marketing team, like a few, like four people yeah. to, to the distillery and we were taking photos, video and that. And on the way back, we were talking about that. Like I, I told them like, yep, yeah, I, I hope that on that when I stop being like a photographer mm -hmm. as a professional photographer, like I hope that I I hadn't had sold my mamilla, my uh -huh. I had a Hasselblad and all those film phot uh, mm -hmm. cameras, and they were telling me like, yeah, it's I I I had a a medium format camera and I, I cannot find anywhere like people to process so yeah i have to start learning how to process so i bought like this small kit where you just only put your hands and start processing the film oh, and wow. so it's it's crazy that there will always be a need for crafted arts yeah or like yeah. hobbies and stuff like that like it just it it when you lose that it's we're losing kind of abilities, I think, you know? Uh, absolutely. And um, we won't get in this conversation. We'll talk about it off yeah. mic. But I had a conversation the other evening about NFTs. Yeah. And I was like, regardless of how excited this woman was about NFTs, it's, it's the future, it's this and that. And People will always need, going back to what I said, they will always need this. And you cannot have robots making tequila. You can try. Yeah. But it won't be like you said that craft centric, like like Java or like Guillermo and this, these folks are making amazing tequila. It just it'll always exist, even if we're forced underground, like chuds or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some kind of just crazy horror movie offshoot thing. It will always always exist. And Primo for me, because I admittedly I'm not a huge tequila fan. I love mezcal because it's so strange and so different. But this is tequila I find myself drinking, and I like that. I don't know what kind of testament that is to people listening. I don't give a <laughs> shit, but I, I think it's really, really delicious. So I got thanks. two questions left for you. Okay. And I want to keep this to kind of art and ask this of all of every guest. So you're drinking Primo anywhere in the world, doesn't matter. And you could have a conversation and a sip with any artist. This could be musical, photographer, actor, actress. Living or deceased, who might you like to sit down and have a tequila and a conversation with? Oof, I think probably an actor that I really enjoy. And now that you were talking like Al Pacino, oh, yeah. it's, I think he's, yeah, like Godfather is one of my favorite Same. movies. Someone else, mm, I have to really think that. It's weird because it changes for, for me and my guests. And they're like, well, I don't you, know. There's no you, you know what? Probably my great-great-grandfather. Yeah? Yeah. Now that I think about it, probably, or even one of my my deceased, my grandfather or great-grandfather. Yeah. Probably just to be able to know them, talk to them, um, tell them that after so many years, they are still remembered. Yeah. That will be. That's like, amazing. Yeah. And... You have this living 
heirloom too that will exist yeah. for forever. All right, so last question for you. This is what's next. So I know you y'all did Dallas this week, did San Antonio last week. There's some things planned here in Austin. Where are you off to next? Are you heading to Houston or heading back to Guadalajara? No, from here I fly to San Francisco mm. uh, to visit my sister. I head down well to San Jose, and I'm going to go for like one week and a half cool. to Hawaii. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's it will be nice. I, I'm actually going for to help her babysit. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's uh, I take those moments just to enjoy the family, my yeah. niece, my nephew, which are in this lovely age right now. So, yeah. yeah. Do you? I, mean, I guess I'll ask you one other question. But you're getting married here sometime soon, right? What do you think about starting your own family? Is that something you were passionate about? Right now. Um, I, I think it will come. I don't know when, yeah. to be honest, like there's so many things in life and, but I, I don't know if I see myself having my family in Mexico, mm. probably somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's the thing is for like, now I think that I have to have a family because Primo, primo right. for me is, is just not about me and the family, you know, it's for the next generation. So right. I feel like I'm building something to live, absolutely, to, to give. Yeah. So, yeah, it will be like really, really special if one day I have a, a son Pedro mm-hmm. or, a, mm-hmm. or a daughter Petra, <laughs> you know, like just to give them the heroin for them to continue yeah if they want yeah. you know if not it's fine but that 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 the legacy remains that's right i love yeah. that i mean this is a legacy from the past to be passed on to the, to the future, future. Yeah. yeah i'm just the middle man <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you're the middle man i'm like the middle middle man right and all this just drinking this this is beautiful yeah. Peter, thanks so much for taking the time to sit down and chat with me and we'll talk soon yeah cheers yeah Cheers. Salud. Salud. Well, there we have it. Pedro Camarena with Tequila Primo. You know, G4 news that that Felipe makes over there at El Pandio is great stuff. Primo may be one of the best, if not the one of the, maybe my favorite mark out of that distillery. But either way, it's great to hear about Pedro's journey. You know, you search online for him and kinds of things. Maybe he got into videos and stuff. There's really nothing about him. So I feel like this conversation that I heard some other interviews with other tequila guys, but this conversation really, really gets into the man himself, his motivations, the balance with nature and work, and sharing familial things, right? What's the legacy going to be? Who's he going to pass it on to? It's a really, really interesting concept. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how far back you're going on Hulu, just to find some decent cooking shows, or if you're thinking to yourself, Thanksgiving was pretty good this year, please keep dancing.